0: Hello everyone and welcome to Work the Game. My name is Brian and this is Chris joining me as we break down uh, what's everything that's been going on over the last couple days. I've been out of pocket uh, taking care of family stuff and now we're back to talk about the latest live letter. We're also talking about uh, new versus old MMORPGs, the experience, the thrill of a new game versus something that's comforting and, uh, you know, very, very uh, just solid, very foundationally like, you know, set. Uh, You know, that's what we're going to be talking about uh, overall. We're going to start with that. We're actually going to open up with that today uh, in terms of our new versus old. And then we're going to shift into kind of patch 6.3 live later. What questions do I have about the upcoming release? Which the only thing I caught like talking with you, because we talked a little bit on Friday. You were on a break and you were like, hey, are you back yet? And I was like, no, there's just no way I'm going to be able to make it back today. Was that you originally thought the 10th for January you started to slide the date based off the live letter to the third mm-hmm. and then yoshi p was like no 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 chris no 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 chris it's not the third he said early
1: january and then specifically said i see some people saying a third i don't i don't know if that works um i've been told that it is not uncommon for that to still be within kind of that federal holiday mindset within um japan so that maybe a portion of his stab team is literally just not back at work on the third yeah um that is not a reason that he wouldn't do a live letter like he'll do a live letter on a holiday he does not care he will work and his smaller production team but if the team as a whole is not ready for the patch to go live um that would push yeah uh I I usually get a little defensive when people start to use the fact that the game is based in Japan as too much reasoning for 14, because they start to use it as this excuse, like Yoshi P is a good developer because he's Japanese or something weird. Like you just just hire, insert X person from this country and you'll have this desired result. Um, And Yoshi P regularly comes out and says, no, I'm a global developer for a global game. And And the CEO of Square Enix has now come out and said, all divisions are going to be now globally focused. So it seems like Creative Business Unit 3 did something and he goes, that's now the template. Whatever they're doing, we're all doing.
0: While I like to actually let's talk a little bit about this. We haven't got to sit down and talk in a while. Um, there's a there is a level of con- like not ultimate concern, but just like a level of like what does that ultimately translate into? Because when Bravery Default launched, the CEO came out and said, "Oh my gosh, like this was actually really successful." There is value in them focusing it on kind of some of their core strengths, or at least their historical core strengths Bravey default kind of setting that mold because they had been this focusing on this global recently they sold off like you know edos crystal dynamics kind of their western kind of division and so this kind of communicates like two things at the same time and ultimately when it is all settled said and done when they have the proof in the pudding beyond final fantasy 14 that's where i think this is going to be one of those moments we look back to because like, i guess they were like treating global that like east you know east and west but now maybe their mindset's all like okay we're gonna try to release games but hopefully that doesn't mean that we get less of things like octopath traveler and less of like you know triangle strategy there's
1: no evidence saying we won't i mean right. they, they, that team has done nothing but expand as a matter of fact now they're moving they were originally they were originally kind of shared as this is our nintendo switch team and now they've got cross-platform games so like it tells me they're just ready to tell good stories. Um, and and like it just seems like they're gonna be an RPG developer and they're gonna do what they do. Yeah. Uh, and that they're gonna end that those stories from the get-go are always going to have the budget to do things like localization and translation so that we don't ever end up with yeah. a portion of a franchise being well, lost away right, behind a language. Dragon barrier.
0: Quest 10. Like that's right. If, and where yeah. language
1: is the only barrier. People would enjoy it they just literally don't have a way of getting to it yeah um, if, in this uh, day and age yeah. where things are digitally distributed it's not an issue of like well, how would I even get a copy you just go out and buy it like, It's super easy uh, barely an inconvenience but I need I need a way to read the text that's on the screen or I need a way to understand the voice um, voice acting and like yeah. a lot of people leave original voice acting on for a game even if that's not their native language because there's a lot of tone in the original voice actor and mm-hmm. the second half can sometimes feel like a dub but then you still need the text on the screen to know what's happening unless you're going to just be like, okay, and every video game I want to play is locked behind 40
0: hours of Duolingo. Like, that's... Like, that's. <laughs> <laughs> there, I'm, I'm not going to lie, though. Like, if it, even if it meant, like, we got Dragon Quest 10, and it was voice acted, but it was only voice acted in Japanese, like, I would still personally be completely fine with that. I know that's not what they're probably going to be going for, but I know how much Yoshi P and the team put in to making voices work across... The globe, yep. right? Because, like, a lot of the the common critique and complaint when it comes to 14 has been and continues to be I wish they'd had more voices. And they keep doing that, but it's like the work that it takes isn't getting easier. It's getting just a way more, you know, like, okay, great. You know, sure. oh, I wasn't that cutscene voiced. We ran out of, like, they just, like, they could have if they, they, they would have. It, it tells yeah.
1: me they're going to cut bigger checks to studio devs. And so, like, now, as long as those devs keep bringing in results, they're gonna have very little looks over their shoulders. So like Yoshi P seems to have the ability to just say universally, there's never gonna be any anything NFT related to basically create a business unit three, and that's that's just the power that he has. By I can I can meet the performance metrics we agree to for our investment without it. Yeah. Now to studio devs there that don't have that track record, it looks like Square Enix is absolutely gonna try NFTs. So we it know that's coming like, we know that's that's yeah, literally and, and that's, this spring so like that's what it is and so i, I think i um, on its own it's just a check and the check is not good it is not bad money is not inherently good or evil right it is just a facilitator it is gasoline on the fire and so if
0: well the, the problem pra- is we've had the business so many
1: of people like right naoki Yoshida are who's getting the blank check I think people are going to be really excited. I think Octopath Traveler was really well received, Mm -hmm. so I would just focus on that um, because I don't see any reason to take Square Enix and be super upset at them right now.
0: Um, I just,
1: I just personally,
0: I'm very curious about like their NFT blockchain game because we've seen so many people just like take the tech focus at tech first and then try to put a game on top and we've seen so many rug pulls and scams that people are rightfully and I would say until something comes along that proves out that this is a viable way to kind of release a game like be skeptical but what's going to end up happening not saying that Square Enix's fall release or the spring release for their uh you know symbi-o- Genesis game uh ends up setting the mold but what happens what will happen is that if a game comes along that does deliver it's a fun game and it's a good system in terms of monetization if that can exist then everybody will look at that going forward going like oh yeah like that's that's the model that's that's what gets set that's how we're going to communicate these things going forward because i've talked to some devs behind the scenes about some of the things that have been said publicly about nft and blockchain and they're like that's not real like that there's a marketing aspect there's a crypto bro aspect out there but then there's like how can this technology actually be used to benefit a good game? Nobody knows yet. It's it is I gonna haven't be a seen wild ride, right? I nobody has, cool like, nobody has, nobody has. There's yeah. some
1: cool technology, but until it applies, it's just technology. Um, that's what the internet was. That's what the telephone was. That's what the car was, right? Until until you build something that's actually scalable and helps a large number of people that are not these early adopter willing to deal with the kind of like um, all the all the the struggles with it. Um, and I haven't seen it yet, um, but. On the subject of new yes. versus old MMOs, um, Brian has been playing more and more New World over the last year, and uh, and that has been nothing but a continued thing. Uh, and I've been playing more and more 14, and I'm yeah. excited about Dragonflight, and I'm excited about Guild Wars. Yeah, And and so, yeah, I yeah. think it's cool what New World is doing, and I have an interest in, in like Ashes of Creation ever releasing, <laughs> but I've been investing a lot of time in existing MMOs, and these criticism videos have come out of these guys like Ginger Prime about one game versus another. And sometimes what I'm seeing in these types of videos, um, I think, are putting points on the board for or against one side that are not actually a difference between the two games in question. Like, those are the examples being the experiences. experiences. It's 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 that it's that you're comparing a game in its first 18 months or to a game that's that's 10 or 15 years old. Um, and they're just different. They're just, they're just at a different life cycle stage. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: and so I wanted to kind of chat with you about like, what do you think those things are? And like, what do you, what, what are the things that you kind of stereotypically associate with a new game, having as its advantages and disadvantages, and what are the things that being old should benefit you with, but being old can also kind of hold you back with.
0: Yeah, that's a, this is a really good topic. I'm glad we're opening up with this first because it's also like just beyond new world. You, and beyond ashes that is the best thing about ashes right is until it's actually released they can say whatever they want like that's the beauty of following that but what's interesting as well is that one of the conversations that keeps coming up because the other mmo there's two other ones uh, a couple other ones so you have uh you know pantheon rise of the fallen which is quietly just doing the work right they're not over communicating they're just doing the work and you have content creators already kind of memeing on pantheon and who knows what will end up happening i think it's just it, i love that all this is being said publicly because there becomes a record there becomes the ability to kind of you know create some interesting content so be sure to get clipping fingers ready on any content creator you're like because when it comes to the future of mmos man nobody knows it's it literally is going to be an interesting uh you know couple of years uh, as we lead up to the, the launch of this you got blue protocol which they're coming out of the dark sure. on tuesday tuesday morning bright and early uh, Japanese MMORPG, Bandai Namco, uh, anime influence style been completely dark. I literally yet yeah, this weekend was just kind of like, I don't know, kind of feeling snarky. So I was kind of perusing Reddit where like six months ago, there was like a concerted effort to try and convince me this game was canceled. And I was like, there's just no way it's canceled. Just give them a little time guys. Like they're not, they're not sharing until they're ready. And then now I went back and started looking. I was like, I wonder what... To see if anybody they're saying and assume and they're all deleted like everybody's response like this game's canceled it's gonna like it's dead i'm like and they all just was like oh at least they interestingly enough nude to have enough insight to say like let me get that off the internet before anybody goes back and clips it for content um when it comes down to it like the first thing i would say is the impossibility of comparing mmos because you can only really compare during the life cycle of where they're at but people do it anyway right we see this happening against against new mmos where it's like oh it doesn't have enough content oh like world of warcraft is so much is so much better because it's got 20 years of content like it's like you're never gonna launch a new mmo with enough content and enough of that so a part of being the new kid on the block is a part of like this war of attrition can you withstand a death spiral when your game launches when people play it and consume it and then when they go back to kind of their comfort zone, right? Cause like, if you think about new versus old, like there is a comfort in knowing your, like your character, there's a comfort in the investment that you've already made in your character into that world. Uh, and I think that's essentially kind of where the impossibility of comparing MMOs against each other always starts and ends. And so that's why I usually try to kind of preference it with. It's like, how does it make you feel? Because new world does not have enough content that 14 does new world has what like maybe like 10 you know expeditions dungeons right now versus final Fantasy's like encroaching on over a hundred especially if you count variant and criterion which is them starting to step into that level of difficulty um so leveling is not
1: a long-term solution in either game when you first hop into either game you might feel like oh my god how am I going to get everything leveled but long time players are like you just do like it it'll it, it, it'll shock you right now it'll feel overwhelming like a monumental task but mm-hmm. like I can tell you on this fresh start server like starting starting truly fresh it has shocked me how fast I level now compared to when it came out yeah they've and definitely so smoothed
0: out that leveling curve for sure it's,
1: it's really fast and so is 14 I'm on my uh this week I think I'm gonna hit Omni 60 on my story alt. yeah like and that feels wild yeah you will have I remember when I started 90s. the game I will yeah. and, it, and i remember when i first started the game the idea of like they had cross class skills back then and the idea of having a second max level character or a third i was like oh god when am i gonna get all that done and now it's like no you just do you just chip away at it and it just because you only have to beat the pace they add levels and the pace these games add levels is little to none i mean new world has new world hasn't added any
0: yet my uh, my hope is that they don't at least for a long time because when you start to look at just to compare MMOs, while wow, being kind of the guy on up front. Hey, we got to 130. Okay, we got to bring that back. Okay, now we're gonna bring that up again. Like it feels a little bit of a yo-yo, and that does concern me because they were absolutely right. What is a level when when we what speed it up? When, big? when we speed it up, and ultimately no. when you only just kind of move that content shift. So, like that's where I like when you start to sit here and say who's got the best example Guild Wars like with the level cap being 80 like there is that and and that's where people say like and then then the game explodes and you have all these different horizontal things that you can go and invest your time in but like the strength is is that the level is still 80 and so my personal hope in the feedback that I provide you can increase the level cap in an MMO but my hope is is it doesn't become like hey every two years it goes up 10 levels because in four years or six years, they're going to have to make even, even faster. So even if let's say they level curve right now, in new world is, is nice. And, and, and just at the right pace, right? It feels good. It feels rewarding. Uh, there's 60 levels. Okay. That feels good. At some point, if that gets even faster and even faster and even faster, it's like, what are we doing anyway? Like, I think essentially where you see that happen, wow. I'm like, make a cat, figure out what it is. My personal hope with 1499, but back to the like new versus old in that regards, like stepping into a new game and undiscussed, like there's so much more unknown, like, sure. especially when we would compare it for 14 and new world to me specifically, who's been covering new world, like two years, uh, you know, more than like, so I've been playing it nonstop for the last year, but then also for, you know, the year prior to that, actually a little bit more than that, just covering it just generally like curious because it kept going through all these different shifts and it's. its design as they kind of like well we were going to do this full loop pvp turns out that's not great (laughs) you know like a lot there's there's a handful of people so they like it and then everybody else is like i'm gonna avoid this so they shifted off that design and and more there's there's a sense that like from a technological perspective you can feel a jump in time when you step into new world versus something like even though 14 beautiful game uh you know the zones and, and the world i think are really fleshed out you still feel like, you know, like, man, what would Yoshi P do if he had this level of budget? And it would be kind of like that's that's what I found myself running when I that's was running a around the game. Thing, for a while. Though,
1: right. And so some number of years from now, some game's gonna come out. Yeah. Astros of creation, and they're gonna be the new guy. And the new world's gonna start to look old. And then but like, something else is gonna yeah. come out. And then they're going to be the new guy right. and everybody else is going to look old. But if that so happens like, every 10 years, that's not really new, a big issue, right? Like that, that it kinda... is to that dev team. It's not to you and I, cause we just move our dollars in our time. Yeah. It yeah. costs me nothing. Right. But the old guy goes out of, you know, like in that, in that theory, if we all did it, if everybody always chased new, the old stuff would go out of business because we would all be chasing new. Um, So like some of those advantages you better play well while you have them because they're not long-term yeah, right. they're not long-term you have to make the transition it's not like well we're just always going to bank on how good we look we're just always going right. to bank on everybody feeling like it's really fresh you well, got to do something many comes more staying well, power art style then... is
0: also a key aspect right we talked about blue protocol the kind of the opening as we in in this in this comp you know in this moment and blue protocol anime art style right so when you talk about a, a game that ages really well I think that visual art style is going to be great where like when the more, like when you look at new world age, really
1: let's bring in if you, if you shoot us 20 years from now, they're going to look like runescape does now. And there are a lot of people that love runescape, but you're having to look beyond the art style as opposed to something like, wow, that looks every bit as good as it did day one, because they picked an art style. That's really far outside of like graphic fidelity being its primary driver.
0: And then you, and then again, you look at final Fantasy 11 as comparison, gorgeous game for the time, especially on the PS2 holy crap like it it instills the sense and then you still play it today and you're like oh wow this is a beautiful game for a ps2 game for its you have to for its time for its time right and so yes there is definitely that borderlands still looks great you go back to that exact
1: same era of borderlands and it still looks great no caveat it just looks great
0: let's talk about zelda for just a quick second i remember when wind waker was announced i was a part of that nintendo fan club that was like pissed because it was like they showed off zelda like in this more realistic state we eventually got that zelda but i tell you wind waker i think holds up way more than this zelda we long ended term. up getting yeah long term like i was like yep. oh yeah still i yep. okay come i i don't know let me know chad if wind waker is actually on switch now because i want to play that game with my kids like <laughs> so it's like okay yeah so there's definitely an art style aspect to it so yes i will yeah, I, 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 I i recognize that within new world uh and it's going to be its potential there what I think I like about it, uh, it a lot in terms of its newness is that, from something where we you can go back through our history, a discussion videos and more, some of the ideas that we've kind of thrown up on the board, they're being implemented in, into New World and and sure. fourteen has either done some of that with our p like our PvP feedback literally is what they brought in with the crystalline conflict and Feels really great. with the abilities like. It literally, I was like, "That's great!" Like, that's why I think also I like Crystal. It was being
1: yelled. It was being yelled aloud by the entire. Like, there were tons of people asking for what it is, so they weren't having to like listen through the void for like one or two voices saying it. It was a universal request, and they delivered it. The cri- mm-hmm. Criterion Dungeons, yeah, universal request. They delivered it. Island Sanctuary, in a lot of ways was them listening to what people wanna get from housing. And they were like, I don't think housing is gonna be the best thing to give to you for that. So we'll talk about the live letter after this, but like, they've been doing a lot of things based around the feedback and the point three patch is always a really fun patch for that anyway because that's always the patch when they get to get like UI updates and things like it's when they finally have their feet underneath them from releasing Mm -hmm. the expansion so it's when they finally feel like they're getting caught up and then and they're like well okay so then point five should be good no because point five they're back into the grind to get the next one out so point three is that nice rest on top of the mountain where we get a lot of great like long-term adjustments to Final Fantasy 14. so I mean, the other thing that i think new world does really well is i think new world as a new game and ashes will have this and riots and will have this is year one year two everybody's the same so like everything everybody does has value and is relevant because everybody can remember where that's at and everybody appreciates what you have and so you're all still needing those drops and like new world is further than that by consolidating what drops. So as opposed to having 20 different types of leather across all the different animals, it's just differing amounts of the same leather. But there will come a day when if they want to add a new piece of leather armor to the game, they either have to have it cost a phenomenal amount of leather, which devalues all the previous leather because you're going to need to skin the new animals because they're going to drop like 200 of it at one go. Or you're going to have to let people just get it on day one because somebody's going to have a stockpile of 50,000 of it. Or you have to move on to a new leather and say i don't want to devalue the old stuff so we're going to leave that the same and we're going to lock this behind a new ingredient which is some different kind of leather that is only available from the following content two out of three of those like utterly just kick you off into the world of okay and then how long until this one goes away and then how long until this one goes right, away that vertical and now, you, now you've begun bit. tumbling down the same hill that every long-term mo runs into with the exception of games that have remained really lateral, EVE Online, Guild Wars 2, these, these handful of games, um, the vast majority of them, because two out of three of those methods are easier. Like, they are. They're just easier. And you don't get points for picking the harder one. You get points for doing it right. Nobody cares that you pick the harder thing. Claire and I, uh, we've been watching these shows on, on. we watch all these like baking-off shows and stuff, and somebody's like, I wanted the extra challenge. And it's like, okay, but they're sending somebody home at the end of the week. All you have to do is not be that guy. You don't get any, <laughs> like getting second place for the week never seems to work out. So like the people that are always like, I just wanted to challenge myself. That never seems to be a good plan.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see because like, then the question dives into how do uh, MMOs age and how do they adjust to that, uh, you know, that demographic, right? Like right now with return to a Turnum with the event that's going on, like you're seeing blockbuster numbers like the game is doing incredibly well uh number like top five on steam most played uh in, in like one of the n- number one games being purchased on steam so many people are coming into the game just absolutely just like this is great uh and so there's this sense of like hey new game excitement uh for new and returning players and that's something that the mmo as it ages has the ability to deliver on time and time again 14 has that ability to do that every two years with the expansion and all the content it's like hey right here's what we have for you. Here's what we've worked on. And so if you have the ability to step in, you can kind of like, Hey, I can actually kind of consume this. And so MMOs have also shifted to a seasonal model, much to the chagrin of like old school diehards in that regards. And I think there's a strength in that, in that idea that it's okay to take a break, uh, and to be able to sit back and say, Hey, I'm just going to go like play something else um but that's where like verticality ends up having that double-edged sword it gives something something new to chase like oh a new currency as you've kind of like we've 14's been memed on for having like endless amounts of currency but in the end they're really just kind of boiled down into you know the ever-shifting evolving and then the tombstones of forever as the calls poetics um and when it comes down to that like that there's a strength in that but also when it when you come back to the game it's okay like all that stuff ends up being like oh did you invest in that time did you invest in that time well you just have to understand that you're investing with the idea that that's just all going to go go away here uh within kind of a two-year cycle and then it just becomes tombstones of forever so my concern especially as new world ages is that if they go in lean and heavily to vertical progression it does it does remove some of the, the the slowness to the game kind of it's ca- more like casual and, and paced out nature, what I call organic. And it's just like, hey, you can step in and if you want to get sweaty, you can get sweaty. If you want to just chill, you can chill because everything you're doing is adding to your progression. So you get to kind of choose if you want to take the slow path or the long path or the fast path, you know, you get to have that that flexibility.
1: So they, I think you're highlighting right there some of the difference between new and old because like number mm-hmm. of currencies, 14 consolidated a ton over the world. Poetics yeah. covers like, Every tone that's not the current two. So when you go compare it to the number of living currencies within World of Warcraft or Guild Wars, it's nothing. They both have it beat by miles and miles and miles because your currency tab has a scroll bar. And they've had to start navigating having UI settings that allow us to filter down to tracking only the currencies that matter. Because at this point. That's the minority. And so you have to start adding things to your UI that were never there before because before there were only five currencies and now there's 600. And so you need, can I just, just let me track the five that matter to me. And, and 14 has consolidated and they've moved to the same thing in their in their bag interface. I can choose what I wanna track because, and I can right click down in my bottom right. And I, and I keep like Poetics, Wolfmarks, mm-hmm. Company Seals and Gill, And that's all I wanna track. Um, and I really don't care about anything else. I don't care about all my tribal currency and stuff like that. Um, and they've moved things like ventures to being currency. So mm-hmm. like the currency tab has also become a place for things to land that are just inventory management, which is always an issue in long-running MMOs. Um, because I don't want to get rid of anything because yeah. nothing expires. It's not like old fish in the fridge. Yeah. Like I wanna hold on to it because what if I need it? So we hold on to everything and it just piles. I, I up. held
0: on to all my triple oh. triad cards, all of them. And everybody was like just drop them like they're not doing it i was like they're gonna do something with these one day and then when they added in the ability to turn those things in i was like i just rolled in the mgp man i was just like it was so poetic because i was like yep uh, patience paid off or they were like looking at the data and they're like people aren't dropping the cards we got to come up with something we got to get these out of the inventory they're slowing everybody down and New World's already had some of this. For how young they are, you're already seeing the
1: beginning signs of this. Um, first of all, they manipulated the use of—it's pronounced Azoth by the voice actors—but mm. uh, Azoth becomes like this not helpful travel currency anymore because I basically travel everywhere free all the time, yeah. which just totally shit that I play. And it's like, oh, it's like a waypoint or Etherite system, but but like less meaningful. I can just teleport anywhere I want in ten seconds instantly. Um, And so then this currency starts to become less useful than it was where it was like heavily sought after in the beginning and it was a pain point, Mm. but rather than trying to solve the pain point, they just kind of wiped that clean.
0: They've already like they, when they wiped that clean, they said that they're working on a, a system that actually and that would make sense for azoth but they recognize that it was an absolute pain point i honestly don't know why they don't go with a gold like a, a gold yeah as with if we're start giving people points
1: for stuff they haven't released then riot has already released the best mmo ever and 14's already fixed all of its problems well, i so think like,
0: you, I think they deserve points in their regards because they literally like here's the pain point and we're working on a solution and right now Ed Azoth is used in crafting so there's actually a value there but in terms of travel like it was used for two things and, and they're like listen like we're, we're hearing the feedback and it's it's not working here's the solution sure. and you get to go free when you actually control a specific fort so if you don't have a fort then they still like you see it kind of still trickle down but like I'm always capped on it right and then they're working on that and so it's like I think there's there is points there because it's like listen there's we recognize that there's a problem with the system we're going to be working on a new system that we will share more details when we can but in the meantime there's no point in just beating you guys up because the system that we thought would work didn't you know like i I give them points in that that respect because it is enjoyable to get around the world they've added you know that ability to have free teleports if you control certain things which kind of incentivizes more of that open world uh faction stuff if interested and then you know we're still waiting to see like what do they end up doing with this system and that's something that you know a roadmap or you know a future update would be really cool because it is still used heavily in crafting uh and so like crafters end up having a value driven for that but if you're not big into the crafting system then yeah it's just a little tax on your teleport for now um but I think there's there still be interesting to see what happens with it so I I give them points for that it would be the same I would give the same points to to Final Fantasy 14 which they've added in like additional teleports they kept like the moon cost a little bit a little bit cheaper as opposed to we're like how much is it going to cost to teleport to the moon uh, at the end of the day, not so much. But they recognized also that it needed to be a gill sink. And I think that was a good uh, change in how they were viewing the uh, economics of teleporting within 14 like that. And that's something they brought in with Endwalker that feels really good unless you have a different opinion.
1: I just think also in your video of New World versus 14, you didn't give them points for having fishing best in slot. And yet we had Skysteel tools. We had we have a fishing best in slot. We have crafted fishing gear. We have craft. we have fishing script gear, which is earned from fishing. So like, so where is that like undelivered content? Where does it become a problem? So like Carby glamor never showed up. So like at what point, at what point does something become a point not? Like for me, the universal, like contextually, it matters what they've said. It matters what's coming. Yeah. Right now, that's all we have for things like Ashes is context. Right. And so I think contextually, the amount of communication that Yoshi P gives is amazing. The amount of communication that New World gives is amazing. The fact that Blue Curve Protocol is seem to do that is amazing. And like Gilbert's is getting so much better at it. Their, their recent stuff is they're just getting better every single time. Contextually, that matters. But when it comes down to like scoring games against each other, if we start giving points to things that don't exist, I think it just devalues the stuff that does because actually releasing something that works is way harder than saying yeah so we're just going to do this for now and then we're just going to make it good like it's so easy to say i'm just going to make it good but like (laughs) actually releasing it not pissing i don't understand what i think is about
0: how you like regarding fish so
1: you're saying they're just going to fix is off like they're just going to fix it like they're just going to and then it's and then it's going to be fixed
0: no, but like I, I don't see that. how
1: any like I don't see how any solution is going to fix it. All they've done right now is devalue it, and so adding value back is going to add some of the pain points back in for somebody, mm-hmm. and those people are going to think it's worse. Why did they add it back? And the longer it's free, it's going to get way harder to make it not free, and like they're just going to universally piss off people if it's free for five years and then it suddenly costs um, because of that oh, yeah, trend. Like like yeah. So so you're saying like, I wanna give them points. I said their travel system already shows that like, they don't quite know how to manage a currency long-term perfectly. And you're saying, yeah, but they're going to fix it. But if we say they're going to fix it, like how long do they have to fix it? Okay. But how long do you get points for things that you haven't done? Cause they didn't, they haven't fixed it, right? They're just right. saying they're gonna fix it. And so you're saying that's worth something. Well, and so like.
0: Yeah, it's the difference in terms is that like, you're hearing that they're going to fix the current system I what they've said is they're going to build a new a new system and so whether that is considered a fix or not like what they did was they fixed the problem the problem was that is off was this resource that people couldn't travel then all the other changes that they made like I give them points because they're listening and adjusting to what the community wants like that's that's a good thing we do the same thing with 14 we do the same thing with any game when the developers are like hey we that didn't work out and we're going to you know we've we've made this change solves this problem and yeah we're looking into building a new system I'm not giving them points for something they haven't delivered I'm giving them points for fixing the problem in the first place and if they don't do anything else with it like it's a perfectly fine system how it exists but we don't like I'm not putting points on the board for what they haven't done I'm putting points on the board for what they did so what I was talking about
1: was that it's very hard to manage currencies because that's what we were talking about. Old yeah. games have a bloat of currencies. And I'm saying that New World being less than two years old has already proven that managing currencies is hard.
0: Well, we that know managing something... currencies across MMOs is hard. Like, and about? so
1: I'm confused. I, I tend to see that new games score a lot of value with their community because they feel like everything oh, they yeah, do yeah, isn't that. contributing to bloat. But it is, it's just not bloated enough to feel it pushing at the seams. Like it's absolutely still there. We're already starting to see portions of their market board flood with certain items because people don't want those items at the rate that they're generated. And so, like, currencies are just hard. New games don't crack as much at the seams because you seem to have a base capacity. And so the bloat is not pushed up against it to the point where that capacity is going to explode. But it's still there, there is still a very real question of like, when I gather green wood in my inventory, do I do I want that does that have value? Does it have true convertible value? Not, this is what it's selling out on the market board. You see this in wow all the time. I found this item and it says it's selling for 65,000 gold. Okay, well, let me know when you get 65,000 gold for it. Because if you never collect, it's not worth anything. Like like listing something at a price doesn't mean it's worth that. I can go out and put a sign on my car saying it's a billion dollars. I don't have a billion dollars. So like there is, currencies are just going to be something hard. And I'm seeing New World is getting a lot of credit because of people feel like the items I have still have value. But in A Realm Reborn, we uh, we were off gathering all sorts of things. You and I were like going and killing like Snurble tufts or whatever yeah, for yeah. like golden because that was a great source of gil at the time. And A Realm Reborn did not turn into Heaven's Word until it was older than New World is now. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see how we know for a fact that a new game is not going to just become an old game once it's right. old. Yeah. And
0: that's where I've stated numbers times. If New World follows the 14 WoW model, that will frustrate me the same way that it frustrates me in WoW and 14. That that continually like, okay, we've added new items to go gather and devalued the current base items. And we don't know what that's going to look like in two years or four years because New World hasn't released an expansion or what nope. have you but it is current state where they've added content they've made updates we still have iron and wood and all these things that even with the the latest you know brimstone stuff yeah there's still items that are heavily valued and the prices all fu- fluctuate that's something that's really exciting i've made tons of money in just speculation and like okay well i've got this this item and with the inventory that the way it is you can sit on items till they're either the, they go up in value or like right now i use garlic because like garlic used to be hugely valued but there's more so you know like now like right now people don't need it as much so i've seen it completely like tank and so it's like i'm glad i unloaded all my garlic when i did because like that in and of itself is a, is a bit of fun if they add in like you start talking about leather right now there's four types four types of leather that like you can get in the game and then you use those types to continue invest to make everything there's, right but the base leather the like the, the the low level lowest level leather is used in all of those tiered recipes right. right so that it's not like okay well i just got the newest leather i you know all i need is that there's always the, the game has right now had this continual funnel of demand for the lowest level materials thus continue to have that demand and that, that's something that's enjoyable now in five years is that the case i i hope so we don't need you know a thousand types of leather and the newest and the most valuable leather is locked behind you know an msq 50 you know you know 100 hours yeah right now it
1: feels like i can group them as one i can group them as items one two three and four because i need all of them all the time so i have yet to so like i said leather and you're saying there's four different types and that's 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 a fair correction i'm just saying like right now i have yet to find an item that i don't think there's any value for but i don't know how you maintain that long term When we talk about new games versus old games, the reason old games have gone through and corrected that is because it doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. to have something that you've got now locked behind something that's 10 years old. And so eventually, these games have to find a way to make that swap. And you can do it like World of Warcraft, where you just hit a hard reset button and a lot of that stuff is just, it might as well be gone. You can do a Final Fantasy 14 method, which occasionally makes callbacks and it levels progressionally. And so new players are expected to go through it, but veteran players are allowed to ignore it if they want to. Mm -hmm. You can do Guild Wars where it's all horizontal, and then you end up with veteran players feeling like they have huge stockpiles of everything, but don't really know if any of it's worthwhile. Um, But ultimately, like no matter what you pick, something has pros and cons and yeah. what new games get to do that old games don't they don't have is say the i'm going to do it problems. but i'm going to do it better
0: and they don't have to i like, think they don't have to well, put up their also up. have they the process of success it. right like what we're talking about is games that especially have been around longer than let's pick a, a year six years right like sure you, like i don't know how, how quick wildstar died right but it's like when games have been around for <laughs> like six years <laughs> It was like, oh, like the things they came out, and it was like, it was a fun game. People talk about Wildstar in a very positive way, but then it's like, yeah, yeah it's like no, Firefly. Yeah, it never had a chance up. to be never its had last a last season right. of Game of Thrones. Right. So it just maybe like it would have ended like,
1: yeah. uh, maybe it would have ended like, uh, I don't know, now I can picture him making meth. But just like was with, Re- uh,
0: Breaking with Breaking, maybe Breaking <laughs> Bad. Maybe it would have been Breaking Bad. Maybe it would have been Game of Thrones. We never have know. to find out because right. it ended. That's why Riots MMO is the, when I talk to everybody, they're all like, oh, Riots MMO is going to be great it exists in your head like they've literally like there's no information about it other than it's going to be set in rune terra other than right has the fu- the funds to fund the game like you put these check marks in and everybody's built the perfect mmo their ult- utopian mmo in their brain um and so yeah that's just going to be something ultimately interesting uh to see what happens in the long run um but yeah like these are games that these are the problems of mmo success right and that's the that's the strength that the the new mmo has is they don't have to deal with this level of content, but that's also from my perspective coming from Final Fantasy 11. And I see chat, like, just do I know that I'm biased? Yeah, like I'm biased years. towards Final Fantasy 11, like, and I'm also biased towards Final Fantasy 14. Uh, you know, like when when you cover a game and you spend so much time with a game, like, there's an inherent knowledge, but I've nothing I've said about 14 is new. And people say, Yeah, you want to check my old vids? They're there. <laughs> my, my critique of the game has existed since ARR if you guys want to go dig that up I don't need to rehash it because I hashed it out in my new world versus Final Fantasy 14 video these are the key things that from a, a feeling perspective that I just really connect with like however if they go and they go in that real hard vertical progression style the same frustrations will will build because at some point it's disrespecting your investment in time to continue with the bar. Like look at 14, like the enjoyment I get out of that was I love the horizontal. I loved anything that I could, I could invest in that carried forward. And that's leveling the jobs. That's leveling the crafters and gatherers. And I didn't spend a lot of time investing in kind of the, the mid cycle stuff, right? Like when you look Why at like is it Eureka. disrespectful? Disrespectful? Mm-hmm. It does it's not respect your. Uh, well, no, it's not disrespectful for vertical progression, but at the speed and the acceleration, it ends up just shifting the bar. So you go and you. How many expert roulettes are there? How many? How many expert dungeons are you running?
1: Um, I don't run any in a week. I just do hunts. I do three hunt trains.
0: Okay. So how many were you doing again? You know, two years it's, ago. It's five a week to cap. Right. So then, and then, and f- then, so and you then two you years never need before to do that, like five a week. it's just shifting kind of the bar. It's not actually expanding overall the game. the the, the elevator goes up. And there's not that much connection in and it takes them a lot of work especially in 14 to really go and insert that into the core base of the game itself look at the like the trust system which is great that they went and inserted it into the core of the game that shows a lot of work like and and the thing is, is like i wish i could communicate literally how much dev work that is that is such a love letter whether you like the system or not that is such a love letter that they took that in from, uh, uh, Shadowbringers and brought it back into the core game. That it's, it, it, it's like, I, I would say at a minimum, like 10 times the amount of effort than you feel like it should be. Like, if you're like, Oh, I bet that takes them, you know, a hundred hours or whatever. It's like, no, it's like 10,000 hours. Like it's an insane amount of work to do that. And I'm glad that they're doing it, but you continue to see that kind of the, the entire elevator go up and up and up to the point where it's that you go gather anything in, In gradania like do you go do you have a need to go get any materials from the Gridanian forest and the answer is no because all of that progression all that stuff moves towards the wherever you're currently so you're in Thavnir, you're in you know garlemalt like that's where the gathering you know and so it's like everything always just introduces the materials so it does it disrespects your level investment but the the counter argument to your point is that at some point you can as a long-term player go and gather up all those materials and so a new player coming in doesn't have the ability to compete against you that's why that system is used right like i'm a lot of people feel like i'm saying that 14's wrong and i'm not like i understand from a a global and a mass population of people who like this content why it's this system why wow went with the model why 14 does this it's the system that works but as somebody who's coming from Final Fantasy XI, like I like the game that you can go and sit down and you can you can kind of just exist in the world. It's a more of a metaverse than it is a theme park. I'm not a big theme park guy. And I've stated I've stated that even about World of Warcraft too. I was like trying to get into it, and I was just, I can't. And I was like, the only thing that carried me through with 14 was Final Fantasy as a brand, was the story as a brand outside of those two things. The theme park model just isn't personally attractive to me. And that's not to say it's bad. It's to say I'm in the minority. And a lot of so, people seem to, to want to be convincing me that I'm wrong. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, I just happen on, to like, on. I hold like-
1: Hold on, hold on. Your jumping point's too fast. Yeah, 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 jumping point's too fast. So your initial point was about the devaluing time was why would I ever be in the shroud? And I was in the shroud last week um, because I have goals that require I go to the shroud. So okay. the, The idea that the reset devalues time sounds like if things I've done in the past do not provide value in some time in the future, that those are disrespectful of my investment in that material. Um, But I think I would back that up to like, what is the core reason we play video games? Okay. Um, Because last weekend I watched TCU from our, our very own DFW play against uh against those those filthy orange guys down in the south uh the longhorns and uh, as a tech fan, it's anytime I can watch the Longhorns get beat up for any portion of a any game. Any portion, yeah. It's it's just
0: it's just delightful. The only time I remember the Longhorns is whenever it's a non-Texas team. So it's like <laughs> it's like, all right, we'll just go Texas. And even though as Dallas, as Dallas people like, even though, even then it's
1: like, well, but like OSU is closer to us anyway. So like like even then it's so um yeah, so as I watch that. I learned about the teams. I learned about the coaches. I learned about the status of kind of what those teams have been doing over the season because I don't catch all their games. But all that knowledge isn't going to help me with anything. It's not going to move my life forward in any way. It's not this I, honestly shocks me that I get to bring it up in conversation at all. Um, it's just something that I yeeted my time into, and then I don't get that time back. Uh, and that's how MMOs feel to me, is that I'm yeeting my time in for the value of the value. That's it. That's it. And so there is this idea of like, if a game releases at $60, and then two years later it releases, they drop the price to $20. Did they screw you out of $40? No, you you paid $60 to be entertained on the day that you paid $60. And whether it goes up or down later, whether that experience is, is good or later, Amazon could come out tomorrow and say, Hey, We've been chatting with our friends over at the Google Glass team, and we just realized it's so much more fun to cancel things than to keep running things. Right, exactly. New World is going offline effective immediately. And it did not devalue your time because you've enjoyed the journey. Mm -hmm. And so vertical progression or horizontal progression, regardless, I think some of where I was drawing a disagreement with your statement is that there is something they get to do that decides whether or not I'm having fun. Um, and as somebody that was copied in tweets this weekend about whether or not people can skip story in 14 and still have a good time because yeah, of other people get to gatekeep, I guess. Um, no, like as long as you're having fun, neither game gets to disrespect your time. As long as when you're logging in, you're having fun or right. the disrespect but, time comes in, in my opinion is, are they locking the fun behind not fun activities?
0: The, the thing is, is that the, the, here's the key difference in disrespecting time. 14 is a it's that's where i hear a lot the respect your time 14 would be a game that falls under that i i look at it and say does it respect your investment uh and that's essentially a different kind of avenue and it's not shared with the time so you brought up the time aspect 14 a game that respects your time the investment is is that what you as a player spend more time doing and then does that investment pay off in the long run Destiny is a good example of this Destiny doesn't respect your time in terms of power but it respects your investment in terms of your guns and 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 that kind of thing so why go do a raid in Destiny it's like well you can get a gun that is only in that raid and then you can still continue to power that gun up so your investment in going to acquire said item ends up Hang out over the long run and then you have balance adjustments and things like that so that's where these two kind of things vertical and horizontal come in vertical design respects your time because it allows you to pick up play enjoy and uh, that experience and then set it down and then come back and pick up and play and enjoy that experience you're not punished for taking that break but a horizontal in terms of an investment like that could essentially disrespect your time But overall, the more time that you're able to invest in the game itself has a more satisfying payoff. And so what I look for in that regards is a game that does that very, very thing. And that's just essentially a a preference, right? And it's a preference that is in the minority of games because that's why you see Final Fantasy XIV so successful and WoW so successful because the reality is not a lot of people have the the interest in spending a lot of, you know, of their invest in, deeply into these systems because they want to go and should have the right to go play other games, but that doesn't change how that makes me feel and what, what, how, how I enjoy my time being spent. Does that make sense? So
1: to shift the word from time to investment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: now the argument is whether or not the game allows you to take breaks as part one and what is um, asked of a newer player. Okay. Uh, because like like Final Fantasy 14 beating this getting caught up on the story it, it would be way easier for you to come back at 7.0 than for somebody to start at 7.0 because you're still going to have everything you have you're going to have all the knowledge of how the systems work you're going to have all the knowledge it. of how that how that works you're going to adjust very quickly because they've proven they, they never changed that much at one time um, and your character is going to have already cleared everything up to Endwalker, which is going to mean you're basically straight into the expansion, mm. give or take a couple of patch cycles. And as opposed to somebody having to start in a Realm Reborn, it's hundreds of hours of story. Uh, and you know you have a ton of story knowledge and things like that that like I've had to loop back for. And as a longtime player, to have to loop back and try to get that story knowledge has been a huge investment of time. Um, so I think you're comparing to like, well, how much is somebody who has not invested getting versus how much am I? So like, what did my time kind of buy me? And then how easy is it to maintain that? Um, as far as like, can I easily take breaks from the game? If I take a break, do I come back and everything's right where I left it? Or do I take a break and I came back and my house kind of crumbled while I was away? And so that seems to be kind of the two points you're you're saying are the important ones?
0: Yeah. Well, And that's just, again, it's they're not important at all they're just preferential and that's the point that oh, I'm, I'm talking right to you yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so it's yeah, like yeah. what so- is the ultimate preference that a player has and it's that are you looking for the theme park are you looking for something where you can kind of jump in get accustomed to it and, and take breaks or are you looking for something more to kind of settle into and and, and and exist in? and it's essentially when you kind of the only term i can think of now is are you looking for a metaverse or are you looking for uh you know a theme park and that's where it's like does these mmos do these games offer that level of experience of kind of existing and persisting versus something that's more designed uh to be able to kind of have this uh consumable aspect to it and that's that's just the difference right does that you know and so I use that term because that's kind of the hot word that people are using but when you look at the original MMORPGs they were in fact that like there wasn't so much you know like in the way it was the Wild West but they existed as these metaverses before social media and all these things and we've seen kind of like the ebb and flow and the evolution. And so what new world in terms of its newness and who knows, like, again, yeah, you know, fast forward five, 10, you know, years from now, it could easily go that way uh, that we've seen like the modern MMO go. That would be, that would be something that would frustrate me. That would be something that when I look back at it, I'd be like, oh, bummer that that happened, but it makes sense that it does. But right now, what it, what it gives me is it gives me this, essentially this, the same emotional kind of connection that Final Fantasy 11 did. And I didn't expect that it would do that. I was thinking new world's going to struggle. Like I thought it was going to get down to 5,000 concurrent. Like I was just like, there's just no way this game's going to resonate with that many people. And I think it does. I think it ends up what I keep hearing from a lot of players is that it, what I echo and what I express is in the minority, but there's definitely a minority of people who are like, yeah, like this really feels like what MMOs used to kind of resonate. And the question we don't know is, is that does it follow the same trajectory as what, what we consider the modern modern vertical or you know progression systems
1: so i, th- I think we've wildly drifted off of new versus old and, mm-hmm. and 14 versus new world and more about how you consume content because final yeah. fantasy 14 if you're willing to just kind of like take the gear as it's handed to you and always be you know to like 6.3 is just going to just hand you a bunch of gear that's all of a sudden making 6.2 not seem so great and then and then 6.4 is going to do this and it's going to just keep moving it forward moving it forward and so it it just kind of slowly marches on Mm -hmm. um the story is only on average let's say an hour a month because you basically get a new story patch every four months and let's say they're about four hours long so you're putting on average about 12 hours a year into maintaining story and then every other year you get a big chunk all at once and you have a single player RPG but the rest of the time you're kind of just putting in your hour per month after that gearing is really easy as long as you don't want to be the tip top to climb up to like the midpoint on the mountain is almost just handed to you so after that it's a question of what do you want to do do you want to go get involved in the rp scene do you want to go get involved in maps and hunts and like i'm off in the shroud gathering all sorts of stuff and new world i think is the same way so in new world you're saying you can come and go, but I imagine if you wanna have territory ownership, that's not the case. I imagine if you wanna start engaging in the very top end of what New World has to offer in the open world PvP scene, in the people who are truly like crushing the market, not just making what's good money relative to them, but truly manipulating markets on an EVE Online scale. Yeah, I have a feeling those people start to be like Ash 10 where they have turned that into their end game and it requires a constant maintenance and if they were to go take three months off they would come back and have to rebuild their empire so um i think you're you're starting to some of the examples you're using they're not new versus old it's that you're in a game that's new to you but somebody who played new world for the first five years of it and then discovered final fantasy 14 three years from now
0: yeah would have Probably all the them. same
1: feelings you're saying you're yeah. having
0: and they in should an absolutely
1: because it would be new yeah. to them. So now it's new versus old for the individual player, which means at any given time, any game can be new to somebody.
0: Of course, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I wanna clarify one thing, cause I see, uh, uh, it, I'm probably gonna butcher the name, uh, Strife uh, saying that, that I'm saying that 14 devs don't listen. Not at all, like they do, but I've said this multiple times, the things that I wish that they would implement don't make sense in 14 and actually would cause too much too much strife so there's an important aspect that they're not they're they're saying they could then a perfect answer for 14's dev team is to say no and you know in that regards it's a perfectly fine answer because of the years of how they've already kind of set the mold like if they were going to go and like redo the gear system and like add in perks that would cost too much a it'd be too much work but then b i don't think it would be received well by the team itself unless they decided to go with a 14 2 or a new mmorpg but I just to kinda of clarify that. Like, no, they, they listen. The fact is we got criterion, the fact that we got all these other systems. You and I right haven't there. talked about
1: the live letter yet. They did yeah. a ton of stuff, man. Yeah, so they, they continue. It. Well, we'll have work. to
0: talk about that like on Wednesday because I gotta get yeah. to work now. So it's a great live letter. Oh yeah, cool. Guys, we're gonna talk about the live letter and stuff more next time. Uh go hang out with Chris while he's live over on Twitch today. He's got lots going on. Thanks so much for joining us for the live show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, and hopefully we'll see you back here next Wednesday for the next live show um but more than more on that soon so thanks guys for being here hopefully you guys have a wonderful day hopefully we'll see you next time but take care